Welcome back, everybody. Uh, this is our continuation, uh, part three of three for our uh, how to make assessments kick ass in your gym, I suppose is what we're calling it. We're making up titles as we go here. <laughs> we've, we've touched on these last couple episodes about um, why you should do assessments, how you can change selling them, or how you can change the way you communicate in order to sell them. This third step that we're going to use is really about how to make sure that one, we, we get good opportunities out of this, and two, that the actual assessment itself become a, a very premium product. And this, that the whole experience should be a, uh, I really like a, a white glove vibe for my assessment. So we go with what we're going to go through here today is how to actually get your assessment turned around and delivered to your customers with opportunities and options and choices for them about how they should go forward and being able to get that turned around quickly and why. Yeah, and you have to have a system. You have to have something that's in place because everything goes great when you're doing one or two of these things and they're every once in a while. But the goal here is not to have these things be every once in a while. And so we all know what it's like when we kind of just early on, early stages, you're kind of piecemealing stuff together. Maybe you've got some duct tape and some can-do attitude. You can get a lot done. Yeah. But as soon as that stress just elevates just above that, the wheels can come off almost instantly. So you have to have some type of a process, some type of a system that allows you to be able to, no matter how you do this, to make sure you consistently deliver exactly what you said, Tyler, which is if you want to have a white glove treatment, that's not going to be by accident. So you have to put some steps in place so that that can be very consistent over time. Yeah. So we're going to go through our kind of little four-part framework here for what we use on how to make sure your assessments get delivered in a professional and fast and efficient way. We call it ABCD. This is going to flow real easy. This is my first. It's my four favorite letters of the alphabet. It's the ones I never get wrong. And we go through first with assess. Uh, it's easy. That's the assessment. That's the thing you all know. Um, we have all kind of been down this road before in, in our previous two episodes. If you haven't heard these, go back. But this still should include all the other steps we've talked about. Meet them where they are, assess. But the actual assessment itself, that's a given. We've already covered this, how you do that, how you should be delivering that. That's on you. This is That is your tool here in this part of it. Um, the second part is the blueprint, which is, I would and say, equally as important. Go ahead, John. Yeah, and this is the piece that you and I really kind of draw our line in the sand to where stop making just however you do your assessments, however you bring someone in and be able to do that process, don't have that stay as just a verbal meeting yeah. that you have with somebody to where maybe you like do some magic or some wizardry type shit where all of a sudden somebody feels like, oh man, they know lots of things and obviously like this is how I am or whatever it is, but then they walk away it stays really nebulous. They walk away without yeah. a lot of things to be able that are tangible. And you and I are all about the tangible. So that's why we've made such a big deal. We've dedicated now three episodes to this entire process. So even though we've talked about the blueprint, it's you need to make sure you have some tangible, real life in real 3D dimensional space, something that you're handing to someone that can make sure that they remember all the value that you just provided for them. Yeah. Yeah. And using the blueprint is extremely important here. And that's why this second part is the blueprint in that we really do need this to be repeatable 
it needs to be consistent across your business. If you're just a solo guy, then sure. But it does it does give you something to lean on to make sure you're delivering a consistent experience every time, which is super, super, super important in the grand scheme of things. So having this blueprint, which is something we already kind of beat up in the previous episodes, is is the key to making this be the actual thing where we're measuring the things we need to measure that your client feels heard and that they feel like they get something in their hands so when we move on to c this is an extremely important part and this is cleaning up that document and so when we go through the assessments and you're operating off the blueprint as a coach the reason we like the blueprint is it saves you time as well right? The blueprint gives it, makes you understand exactly what you should be doing next, what you can be doing next, it makes it easy to document the information. It puts it all kind of one, one safe, easy to access place. But as coaches, we talk like coaches, we think like coaches, and a lot of us write like five-year-olds, me included. And so <laughs> anything that I'm writing down and then handing off to a, if I hand that directly to a client, it's it's a nightmare of unprofessionalism and 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 also yeah. like my notes are sporadic and i still lean on my brain a lot for elaboration the way i write notes so my notes will be terrible until things are able to actually be tidied up and this is a step that we don't have to rely on our coaches to do so if you're a business owner and you're like well i don't want my coaches having to go through and become master document editors or you know, working on layouts and editing images and Rammer. stuff. You don't have to do this. Do you want to give a little insight as to how we handle this for some people, John? Yeah. So what we did early on is that we found exactly what you just talked about, Tyler, where we're like, well, yeah, you guys just need to have a blueprint and then the coach is going to take some notes. And I'm thinking, well, obviously the way I would do this is I would do this by writing exactly something down. I want to be super efficient. So what I'm going to write is really what I want to just be able to deliver someone like right there at the end of yeah. the thing. And tell them, that's not what happened. What happened was, is that we saw the first version of a blueprint that a coach did. They followed the steps, followed everything that we, and we got the final result. And it was a horror show that mm -hmm. we quickly realized we need to quickly put some editing down here and clean this thing up. And really what we talk is translate this into human speak so that the client could then understand it. And as we realized that this needs to be a consistent part of that process, we started plugging in people that really, the way we do this is we do it with VAs. We do this on yeah. the back end where we want to make it as simple as humanly possible to where a coach is able to do exactly the, everything you just described. And then they actually send this off to the team that we work with. And then that team gets it and then they quickly turn it around, translate it, make sure it's clean, deliver it back to the team so that they have a really that white blood professional deliverable that then can be handed off to a client or be ready for that post assessment meeting yeah. that the coaches are gonna have with them. And, and this part is very important because I've mentioned before, like you can charge a thousand dollars for an assessment you can charge fifty dollars for an assessment right but if you whatever you can sell at whatever rate you can get so more power to you the difference is if you're getting if you're charging five hundred dollars for an assessment and you deliver back some kind of hand scratch written out mess of some coaches notes and not a very professional feel you know none of that stuff feels like a, a five hundred dollar or six hundred dollar or nine hundred dollar thing it doesn't feel like a component of a $900 product or even a $400 or $200 product. And that's why we want to make sure that you do kind of, these little details matter. And I think in the fitness industry that gets, we miss a lot of it because we think it's just about working hard and eating right and discipline. And it's like, well, 
But a premium experience matters. And look at how many people own Apple phones for that reason. Are they more exactly. powerful? Not necessarily. But is every store you go into slick? Every Apple store feels good, feels cool. Every every single Apple product you've ever unboxed is a very aesthetically pleasing experience and it just makes the whole thing seem like it's worth all the money i continue to spend on apple products every year over and over and over and over again but i don't doubt that because i feel it, the whole thing feels premium and i think that's the important part about making sure that this thing that you bring in should feel like the first time somebody opens a brand new ipad like this is your this is your fitness plan going forward this is where you are and it combined with where you want to go. And we've addressed everything in the way, and here's how we can go. This should be exciting for them to have in their hands. And if it's not, then you've under-delivered, in my opinion. Yeah, and Tony, the only reason that Apple can do that is because they charge a premium price for a premium product. But it's really, really important to make sure we don't get those things reversed. The product is premium, which therefore warrants or deserves a premium price. So this is kind of one of those things where pushback that we've heard from coaches as we talk about this and gym owners as we talk about it is, well, oh, well, sure, maybe you guys can charge X amount where you are, but people will never go for that for where I am. And the reality is, is that, yeah, if you don't have something that looks the part, smells the part, feels the part, you're never going to be able to charge an Apple level price because you've already decided that you're not going to be able to reach that level of value because the only reason that Apple can provide that consistent level of service is because they charge that allows them to do it. If I told you, hey, Tyler, for you to be able to do your assessments, I'm talking like cream of the crop, top of the line. I want you to go find an expensive paper that has a little bit heavier of a weight mm -hmm. and a grain to it. You need to have a color printer. I need you to have branded folders. So the hazard brand looks really sharp can go in there. I want you to make sure that the, the camera that you're using is high quality and that making sure that the printer prints high quality so that when everything comes down to that package, you're going to hand it to a client that they can walk away from your assessment process, that they have just everything looks as sharp as possible. Yeah. If you come to me and then say, well, dude, that's going to, that's going to set me back like two grand and that's going to cost like 50 bucks for every one of these things that I hand off. We have a fundamental problem if that's yeah. what the answer is. Yeah. And this is something we get into so much with offer building. I don't, I don't want to beat that up too much, but, but this is a quest to do better, to be better. And this is how we do better. So by, by just on the back end, the way we craft our assessment delivery process, <coughs> excuse me, is we want it. So as you go down this road, y'all aren't selling a lot of assessments right now. I know you're not because nobody is. And let's not pretend like you're not. We have some people that sell a lot and we kind of know how. And the reason they've been able to sell a lot is that they started with the premium nature of this assessment in mind. The whole experience is crafted around being premium. So we get through with this cleaning up stage. And this mm -hmm. is the most important part is that you deliver it to them. And delivering it to them, it is important how you go through this cleanup stage. And like you said, using virtual assistants is great. Using uh, Getting a simple process. And we'll do some stuff in the future on little tasks and things like that and how you can use VAs to really become um, make your business very, very flexible, very efficient. And I, it's like one of my favorite 
my favorite concepts to teach because it seems so foreign and so distant to a lot of gym owners. So like, oh, these little tasks, someone will just do. It's like, yes, but you yeah. have to get into a process mindset first. So until right. you're able to reduce every task down that you do to a truly written process so that any child could do, no, we're not hiring children to do this, but that anyone could do, that then that right. then you're able to really hand this stuff off very easily, very quickly. You bring an admin on, you train them how to do this one task, and when something triggers their way, they do that one task and get it back. They're quick, they're efficient, they're cheap. It's the only thing they're on the hook for you to do. So you don't got to pay for them to have coffee and sit on the toilet and do all the other stuff. They have lots of other shit to do with their day, and they just come in for these tasks, and they go out when you don't have anything for them to do. It's a really, really, really great uh, thing to get to. But when we, the reason you use that, or if you're doing it in-house, prioritizing that quick turnaround is because people really, really want to make decisions when the, you want to strike when the iron's hot. We've talked about when people come in off the street and want to sign up in your gym, that's when their pain point is the most. That's when you really, they've, they've gone through all these obstacles to get there. And in this case, they've, they've done the assessment. They wanted the assessment. You've already sold them, right? You've sold them. They've done it. They want it. Now they want to know what they got to do going forward. And I'm sure you softly communicated some of that stuff with them, like a person, of course, when you're going through that process. But in the end, it needs to sit down and say, all right, we know what you want to do. Here's what's in the way of it. Here's what you can do on your own to go forward to get you closer. Here's my recommendations. It might be some food stuff. It might be some movement stuff. It might be some combinations. It might be things to look out for. It might something, you know, but it's going to be all sorts of different things for each person. But then we want to make sure that we are layering into with what their next trajectory should be. We need to be layering in any of our products that can serve that need for them. Meaning if they, if they want to lose weight in the next few months and they can't quite get it off and their back hurts and they have all these other issues, well, this is a perfect time to present them with some options. It may include some nutrition coaching, some nutrition accountability. It may include some extra one-on-one -on -one stuff to make sure we're building strength where we need to be building strength and that they don't get lost in the mix of group, group fitness. And that doesn't mean you got to upsell them to a pure one-on-one -on -one program. Maybe it's just once a week. Maybe it's twice a week. And we get through these... You learn these principles of offer building. You can kind of do that stuff on the fly per customer if you'd like. You can have systems on the back end. You just grab the thing for them however you want to do it. But these people should be seeing options and services that you offer that will get them to where they need to go. Otherwise, all you did was told them what was wrong with them and said, well, here's what you can do. And that's very disempowering, I think, as yeah. your client. Yeah, and it's important, like you said, Tyler, to be able to have all those things in place because – the biggest piece that we harp on when you're talking about this ABCD framework, this delivery piece, this final piece, this is all about speed. Yeah. So you don't want to waver. You don't want to waffle around. You don't want to be like kind of trying to figure things out in real time because um, Al Tramosi, we've talked about him a couple of times. One of the quotes that he has is speed beats free. And so this is where, just like you said, where someone walks through your door, they're now working with you. How fast can you get them results? How fast can you get them on a path that's custom to them so that they can move forward and work with you to then achieve all of those things that they want to achieve? That's why when we talk about delivery in this portion of it, it's you want to be able to turn around those results and that game plan, the blueprint we're talking about, you want to get that turned around in 48 hours or less. And if you can get it even faster than that, it will allow the client to feel like, man, these folks, they're on the ball, 
They know exactly what I want because guess what? You're using the words that they have told you. So everything is going to line up and the faster that you can get that game plan in front of them and those offers that you just talked about that are going to feel highly customized to them, the faster that they will pull the trigger. I mean, we've literally seen it with the clients that we've worked with where they they started off where they would work with someone, maybe they would do an assessment and then weeks would go by. No real follow-up, no real process, no real process, no real system. And that's where we saw the biggest gap and one of the biggest rooms for opportunity. And as soon as we tightened that window down to the point to where we have a client now with a coach, Coach Amanda, she is capable of doing her assessment and then providing the delivery of a game plan in the exact same meeting. The assessment finishes. She's then able to meet with the client and say, based off everything you've told me, everything we just went through together, this is the game plan moving forward until she has a 100% close rate above and beyond just their gym membership. That's huge. And this is why the assess- that is why the assessments sit as more than just another product you can sell. This fires your people off into the greatest feedback loop in all of fitness which is set a goal, achieve a goal by buying a service that helps you achieve that goal, then set another goal and buy a service to help you achieve that goal. That is what ethical fitness coaching is, in my opinion. That is the ethical side of the fitness business is that, what do you want to accomplish? Here's how we, here's how we get you there. Pay me, let's go. And then I've owned it. We've proven now, three months later, however, let's do another assessment. Boom, look at this. You've got the progress you want. What do you set your sight on next? This is... That is the cadence of doing this fucking thing right. And that's that's yeah. this, that's what's super, super, super valuable. This more than just some other thing you can sell. And if people froth at the mouth and they think, oh, I can make four or 500 bucks for this assessment, it's great. I'm like, okay, how many can you sell? It, just selling them alone is not that much money. Or like, no matter how much you charge, it's just not enough. That's That's not the true value in this. And the true value is what I've just described. There's also some like, really cool these aren't tricks but like some of my favorite things that i pulled from other industries that help make almost anything feel like a premium experience you know what i mean and i think it's important when we talk about this last step how you deliver this or really the whole assessment process in general the more white glove this feels the better in my opinion you know what i mean this should feel like an apple store feels this should feel like going in and getting a spa treatment this should feel not quite as uncomfortable. You ever go to like a really nice resort and after about the second day, you're like a little tired of people pushing in your seats for you every time and setting towels down, or, you know that? Uh, but but you could be totally. close to that without without live, without acting like a servant. But I do think the, the experience should feel very crisp. Um, one of my favorite like contact techniques that we've seen is like if somebody leaves a contact form or what fills out a contact form on your website is that is that that ends up to a person who can shoot a message out to them, not a robot, but a person who can shoot a message out to them almost immediately. That like, we talked about your guy with your, who's gonna build your deck. Within five minutes, you get a text back from the guy like, hey, you know, I just got your thing, can we talk? Whatever. That is my that is my favorite way of knowing I'm dealing with a real business in anything that exactly. I do. And if I get automated stuff back and I try to respond and then it gets lost in the mix, I give up almost right away because like, oh, your automations are just don't you know i just don't care so yeah. doing things like that finding ways to make sure that you uh 
you know, cross your T's, dot all your I's. I think that's really, really important. Like John said, look into finding ways to deliver the deliverable and something really, really clean and crisp that they're going to hang on to. And I think that you're going to have an end. So do this exercise. As you go out into the world, you're impressed by something another business does. I want you to extract what principle that was that made you feel feel impressed. Okay. And then take that into, find out how you can apply that into uh, into your gym, your processes, some of your products, et cetera. So we got a boogie here, guys. Thanks a lot for, that's our, that's part three of the assessment stuff. We'll get into some more. We have some really exciting stuff coming up for you next on sales strategies, pricing stuff, how to position yourself in your market. So a lot of fun stuff, I think, to start looking at here in these next few weeks. So thanks a lot. Go to uh, community.hackyourgym.com. Join the Facebook group and join in on all the other people. We also have hackyourgym.com. You can sign up and get started right now with Gym Hacking University if you want to get this ball rolling. Follow me at Tyler F. And Stone and John? At JBanksFL. Awesome. Thanks a lot, everybody. We'll see all you right. next week. Sweet.